scripture on I would actually turn to second Kings this morning in my reading this week uh, I come across a passage of scripture that I preached from a time or two before in years past uh, but when I seen this Friday morning the Lord showed me something no matter how bad it gets he will provide Brother Chris, that's the title of my message this morning. He will provide. No matter what's going on in, in, in our lives or, or what this whole world is doing to us or we're thinking that it's doing to us, uh, you got to understand that the law of the world is doing to us because we're letting it do it to us. 
we are we are uh, incorporating our everyday walk of life or daily lives into a sinful world. Uh, we sort of see what they do willingly when we really don't have to, uh, or, or we listen to what's going on and we really don't have to. So if we can just get ourselves in a place in the world, uh, it's just like uh, Sister Cheryl said here just a few minutes ago, uh, uh, we can get into a revival. And, and, and revival is something simple as this. Uh, uh, people that can come to an understanding and know that if you'll just put your trust and faith in him, he will provide. Now, we understand this. we got to understand this. Uh, uh, God's always been faithful on his promise. There has not been a time in history that I can recall that he has never been faithful with his promise. What has happened over time is we have become unfaithful in our faith. That's what we've got to in our in our world today or our everyday walk of life. He's not broke his promises. We just got unfaithful, more unfaithful, and it's just a sort of diminishing away. Our faith isn't what it used to be, and I, and I don't know why that is, why we seem like we just don't rely on our Heavenly Father as much as we used to. You know, that's what this is all about, to put our trust and faith in Him. If you have a burden, come to the altar. Let's pray about this. Let's, let's turn everything over to Him because we carry that burden every single day of our lives, whether you want to or not, whether it's going on with your family or with your workplace or or what of your neighbor, or what's going on, and we let that burden drag us down, Brother Scott, and just like your family, yes, things ain't what it needs to be, or what you'd like for it to be in your family, but listen, you've got to pray about that, because if you can't rely on God's faithfulness, and His promises, and giving us the faith that we need to get us to a place in our life to know that He's got this, we're never going to get through it. And we got to this place because our faith isn't what it used to be. But God will provide. In the fourth chapter of 2 Kings, you, we learn about this woman. When I started reading this, I, I thought about I thought about the church. Now, grant you, we've not had anything happen to this extent yet. But it could happen. In the fourth chapter of 2 Kings, it talks about this woman, the wife of a prophet's son that's lost her husband. Something that can very easily happen to any one of you ladies in here today. Uh, this afternoon, uh, that, that something could badly happen that, that you could lose your spouse. Carolyn's already went down this road. She's already seen exactly uh, what uh, we've not seen yet. Mamma's went down this road. She's seen what Carolyn has seen. And let me tell you something. It's a hard road for, for a woman to go down on. I've talked to Kathy from time to time. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not rushing this, to say the least. But I said, Kathy, one of these days, uh, you may be without me. You have got to know what to do in certain situations. Well, what are you talking about, honey? Well, if, if you have a water leak, where would you go cut the water off to the house? I know, and I know that's simple. But you're sitting there, and when chaos is all about, and you don't know what to do, you're lost. Well, what happens if you get out, and, and your car breaks down, and, and you're not prepared to call somebody to come help you uh, to, to pick up your car, or you break down? Who are you going to call? You've got to know these things, because listen, we're not going to be around forever. So the best thing for us to do is prepare ourselves for when this day's coming. See, this woman that just lost her husband, she had prepared, she thought, for this day. Now, you can understand, these were poor people. 
uh, and they didn't the, 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 these these people and their and their beliefs and and serving God of uh, 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 prophets and prophets and they didn't live above their means, and they only lived on what they had. Grant you, they didn't endure or got to relate to any of the luxury things that might have taken place in that time period. They didn't get above their means. You know, that was the one thing I can remember as growing up. When I first got married, my dad sent me down up there in the garage, and, and he said, son, I need to talk to you about something. I said, what is it, Dad? He said, i got to tell you something that you need to take it to the bank. He said, don't ever get in over your head that you can't find your way out. Because let me tell you, this, this is a cruel world that we live in. And, 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 and if something happens that you must lose your job and something going on, what would you do? I'm not in position where I could pull you out of the hole. If indeed you get in a hole, you'll lose everything you've got. So don't put yourself in that position. Do not live above your means. And see, that's what this woman, she had never done that because that's what they done, Carolyn. And, and even though it was hard for her, she knew things were going to get even rougher. Our world today, that's what we're doing. Our children today and our grandchildren, I'm telling you, there is not a one of us in this church today that don't have a family member that you know of that's living above their means. We've got the cars, we've got the boats, we've got the campers, we've got the nice house, and we should go on and on and on and on. Well, what would happen if that one of these ladies' husbands was killed in an auto accident? What would they do, Tony? That they were so far in over their head, how would they how'd they get their nose above water where they could at least breathe? They couldn't. And see, that's the problem, I think, with the world today. We, we, we just we get so far in over our head. When you look up, you just don't know how you're going to get to the top of that mountain. In the fourth chapter of the book of 2 Kings, if you would, please stand in reading of reverence to God's Word. I'm going to read the first seven verses. And we're going to see how God provides. It says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elijah said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me. What hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaiden had nothing, anything in this house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go and borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and thy sons, and thou shalt pour it into all the vessels that thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her, and upon her sons she brought the vessels to her and poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me a vessel. And he said to her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then came she, then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Father, thank you for this example of faithful living. In Jesus' name I pray. And amen. You may be seated. Her husband, 
Elijah knew this man that had passed away. One of the seven faithful, 7,000 faithful that didn't bow to, uh, to Baal during the time of all that was going on. He was, he was a man that feared the Lord. He's a man that loved the Lord. He's a man that served the Lord. So knowing who this man was and, and knowing the need that this woman had, uh, Elijah was going to try to do for her uh, uh, what he could do. Now, if, let's go back a few chapters. Elijah right, asked Elijah what he could do for him. He said, if it be thy will, double thy portion. In other words, whatever you've done in your lifetime, I pray that I could double that. And Elijah says, well, I don't know if you could do that or not, but if you see the chariot come and carry me into heaven, that thy will would be done. This woman had come to Elijah, and he knew that she was in a bad, bad situation. Now, now ladies, I need you to put yourself in this woman's place right now because this could be you. What am I going to do? Our debtor, the one that we owe money to is coming to take my sons and going to enslave them or be bondsmen for a period of seven years. Now, if you're looking in Old Testament, he'll tell you that if that ever happens, the time of labor that they have got to invest to pay that debt off is seven years. She was going to not only lose her husband, but was going to lose her children and all this. She was in a pretty bad place. Can you imagine... The world just falling in on you <laughs> and not knowing what to do. Can you imagine if you have a leak in your house and you don't know who to call and all the damage has continued to happen and you're sitting there just wondering what to do? This woman was in a bad place. So Elijah asked her, he said, What hast thou in thy house? What can I do for thee? She said, we ain't got nothing. We've already sold everything that we've had in the house. Not even a stick of furniture, mind you. Uh, they didn't even have a plate, Brother Clarence. But all she had was a pot of oil. Now, understand this. Oil was a pretty high commodity in those days. Oil was, uh, was used for a lot of things. Uh, it was to cook with, uh, to give light by. Uh, the, some oils was used for, for facial cream, if you would. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a commodity that people uh, used quite a bit. And if you had any oil or means of getting oil, you have means of living. Now, I know that sounds pretty petty. But if you have means of oil in those days... You could live pretty high on a hog because even though you weren't rich, the rich enslaved that. They loved to have that, and they loved to buy that oil because they could, Brother Dean. It was something that, it was a commodity, if you would, or, 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 or something that, that they could have that a lot of people don't have. Uh, uh, so that's what he told her to do. He said, go get that pot of oil. And he told her, said, go to your neighbor's. And borrow every vessel, everything that would even hold anything, borrow it. Knowing that she had already got rid of all of her stuff, most likely to her neighbors, to make a little money to, to pay their debt, Carolyn. But because of their trust and faith in this lady and knowing who this lady was, they were more than happy just to lend these vessels of to carry his holy soul, if you would. So they gathered all that they could. And, and, and the one thing that, that Elijah was pretty insistent of was something that Christ Jesus was, was, 
known for more than anything, I believe, in his ministry. But he told her to go into your uh, room, if you would, and, and, get, and get thy sons in there and close the door. I don't want nobody seeing what's going on. Ain't that how Christ was? Did he, did he not tell those they did miracles through to go out and don't tell nobody? I don't want to make a big melange about this, if you would. This ain't about the people. This ain't about what I've done. It's about what God has done for you, not me. I'm only a vessel, Brother Clarence. That's all I am. But if you'll do, and you'll have enough faith in your life to do what he tells you, God will provide. So she went into the room with her sons. And this little pot of oil, you know, don't say how much oil it was, Brother uh, Scott. It could have been from a cup full, or it could have been a pitcher. I, I don't know. But when she started pouring, she kept a pouring. And she kept a pouring. And she kept a pouring until all the vessels was full. And she looked around, and there wasn't no more to fill up. She saw, so she told her sons, go get me some more. Man, we're on a run, we're on a run right here. We, do you understand what's happening right here? We are being blessed. Go find me more vessels. Mom, there ain't no more to be got. Put it in your britches pockets. That's the only place we've got to put it. So when that happened, I think Scripture says that the oil stayed. In other words, it seized. It stopped. God had his hand on all of this. This was meant to be a, a spiritual experience. Not only for that family, but for those who would hear about it. And not to be a public show. That's why he told her to go in, her, in that room and shut the door. It's like I said, he didn't want to make a big ado about this. It's all about spiritual. It's all about what God can do for you if your faith is strong enough. Because let me tell you something. God has never wavered on a promise. Never wavered on a promise. Only our faith has wavered. Sometimes we as God's children, we forget that. And we start to playing God for however things going on. I've heard it. I've heard, I've been around people that their loved ones passed away and, and they are so bitter, they blame God. Especially, Brother Clarence, if it's something unexpected, they blame him, Scotty. It's your faith that could have done all this, not God. I think in Romans, it, uh, and it, Chapter 8, I think it is, it talks about height, nor depth, or width can separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. There is not nothing that can separate us from the love of God. If we're true and believe that he will provide in our time of need, uh, he, he loves us unconditionally. Uh, there ain't none of us here in this church this morning or, or anybody that wanders in this community uh, or lives in this state or, or is part of this nation don't do what God don't know what's already going on. And if we don't, and if we just live a life to where we're trying to serve him, uh, there is nothing in this world that could separate us from the love of God. Nothing. What's the only sin you can't get forgiven of? 
you deny his son as your Lord and Savior. The one sin, Brother Ray, that you'll never get forgiven of by not accepting his son. Now, we know what's going on in our nation today, and, and we see it, and, 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 but it's something that's been going on since time has begun. Ain't nothing new here, Brother Dean. It may be new to us because we're ignorant. We're not too worldly. But God's seen this. He's been all the way around the world. And I can't tell you how many times, uh, uh, Brother Scotty, I talked to a man uh, last week, uh, and me and Buddy was out on our weekly golf cart ride, if you would. And we come past our neighbor. He was walking. He, and he's an elderly man, wears a one of these the crocodile dundee hats and got an old cane that he walks with him and his wife had just got back from the holy country from israel and bethlehem and, and jordan and he told me something that i didn't realize and that might be because i'm naive or naive if you would he said you know pastor i said what he said you know the jordan river ain't no water than a little old creek i said you've got to be kidding me he said, it's no water from this pew to that pew. I said, you're kidding. He said, no. And I grant you, over time, it's been dammed up above. But this vision that we had of the Jordan River that was a big, massive river that we would thought that was there, it did not exist. He said, now, the Sea of Galilee is pretty big. And he said, the waves were pretty high. and They did toss and turn in that big, open, barren land. And the waves did get pretty rough. And we got to talking about how, how, how Peter uh, lost his faith when he stepped out of the boat. Was doing pretty good for a little while, Brother Clarence, but the said the waves got rough. If you, you, remember that, you remember that passage of Scripture? And when it got so rough, his, his faith wavered. And what happened to him? Started to sink. God provided. Isn't that what we're talking about this morning, church? It's our faith wavers. God will always provide. In, in the 8th chapter of Romans, I want to go there, and I want to read part of this if I can. In the 31st verse, it says, Chris, you want to put it up for an 8th chapter, I'm going to go ahead. It says, What shall we then say these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Listen, you ought to carry that verse in your back pocket. And when somebody starts talking about the Lord and how he ain't done what he's promised, you need to jerk that out just like a knife or a gun and whatever it is and use this and show them people that there ain't nothing that God, that if God be for us, who can be against us? Not a thing. He said, he that spared his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all these things. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. In other words, declares righteousness. He justifies our life and everything that we do. If you firmly believe and you trust in him and, and, and everything in every walk of life, and I know some people may think it's silly, but if we'll put God first in our life, church, I promise you, things will be a little easier for you. I ain't going to say there ain't going to be things going on. Yes, there are going to be things going on. But if you carry that burden in your life and carry it from day to day to day, and there's many in this church here this morning that's doing that very thing, they're carrying burdens in their life, and they won't turn it over to our Heavenly Father, as long as they do that, it's never going to get no better. Not for you anyway. If you carry this burden, 
it will burn you down. That's not God's will. He's made a better way for us. Who is he that commendeth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who? Shall tribulation? If you let it, it will. Shall distress? Yep, if you let it incorporate into your life, yeah, you better know it will. Persecution or famine? Very few of us have had been through a famine. Uh, we really don't know what that looks like. Persecution, yeah. The church gets persecuted all the time. We get talked about. We get mocked. We get made fun of. You know the hardest thing that we get made of? Nothing. When people don't do nothing, that's the hardest thing we've got to go through. They've come content with the way of life. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, and we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. Proverbs says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Listen, if we try to handle this ourselves, man, we ain't going to make it. We're going to fail, we're going to fall, we're going to die. But don't we do that? Don't we do that? Why do we do that? It's got to be because we're ignorant. We're not stupid. We're just ignorant. And when that time of ignorance falls on us, we become unlearned. And when we become unlearned, we don't think about that. Listen, God will take care of this if we just turn it over to him. God will provide if you let him. If you turn your back on him. He'll still provide. You know why? Because he's loveless. There's nothing can separate us from his love. Jack Browning's favorite song, I'm a winner either way. Do you hear me? He'll provide. And we're going to be a winner no matter what we do if we put our trust and faith in him. Yes, we're going to fall short of His glory every day. We're going to go out here and we're going to sin. It don't matter what you do when you open your eyes in the morning. Get ready. It's fixing to happen. And the thing for you to do is ask Him to forgive you. That's all it takes. And that comes from our faith. And what does our faith do? It gets us to a place to where we can worship our Heavenly Father the way He deserves and desires to be worshipped. Not none of this flat tire worship that a lot of people uses. They never see their spire tar unless they have a flat. You know, in my pickup truck, I'm going to knock on wood. I've never seen my spire tar. I've never got it out. It's soon to be 10 years old. I've never had to use my spire tar. Most likely, 
if I had to use it, most likely it's deteriorated so long because of the duration of its age, it's probably not in the best of health. But the reason I've never used it, I've never had to. Ain't that what a lot of our people that claims to serve the Lord, ain't that where they've got to in their life? It is, Clarence. And, 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 and they don't say anything or talk to him or make him even an issue until it comes to the point in their life that they have to. And that mostly happens with the loss of a loved one, amen? Or somebody gets sick with this eternal illness and they fall to their knees and pray, Father God, I'm sorry, for forgive me for what I've done. I have a sick mama. I have a sick daddy. I need you this morning. What if he turned a deaf ear to you? Where would that put you in your walk with him? Would you not turn Father away? Understand this, there ain't nothing that will separate us from the love of God. Not even our own perseverance and our own disobedience. Now listen, they, they ain't one of us in here at textbook Christian. There's some good people in here. And if I needed somebody to pray for me, I'd call on most everybody in this church this morning. Pray for me. But we're not above the devil. He's sitting back right now and getting fat on his morals. Ain't having to do a thing. Cheryl made mention about the great revival that's going on in Asbury Church, and I've read this on social media, and I see that, and I'm thinking, well, that's good. Where has it been? Where has it been? Remember that football player who got hurt a few weeks ago? Was it Buffalo and Cincinnati playing that game? How they all got around there and supposedly prayed, Lord, take care and watch over his, my friend. I wonder who they was praying to. Allah? Buddha? Who? If they weren't dressing our Heavenly Father, their prayers aren't going to go higher than this season. <laughs> We would hope a situation like that could could turn the tide, if you would. Sort of like 9-11. Remember how all of us got so churched up during 9-11? People started going to churches and, and praying for so-and-so and so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Everybody was going to church. Well, I bet you 85% of them that started going to church do not attend these days no more. Aspire to our Christians. Since post-COVID, we've, we've, we've become couch Christians. They figure, well, I can sit at home and on my couch and you know, get as much as God as I need to get. Well, praise the Lord. I'm glad you can. I can't. If I need this man to shed a tear for me, he would. If I need this man to pray for me, he would. If I need Mamma to play a tune for me, you going to come to my house and play a tune? No, I ain't got no piano. So, what good does that do? Yeah, he gets you in a place to where you understand and you believe, but it's just not the same. What is it Apostle Paul wrote? Let's don't forsake to assemble in heavenly places. 
There's prophets in here bound and prophetess. We're blessed with them. And one thing I know, we don't take them for granted. Why? Because God will provide if we put our trust and faith in him. And when you get to your lowest and you think there's nothing can, can, can be done, that's when he's getting ready to do something. Don't let your faith waver because it will. And when it does, you go back to scar one and you start that doubting again. I've come to the point in my life to where there's not a lot of things that that I ask and pray for for myself because I'll just tell you I'm not worthy to be asking for that. I'm blessed beyond measure. I've got pretty good health. I've got a beautiful wife. I've got beautiful grandchildren. He's blessed to let us retire in a place where we enjoy. We've got pretty good health. Now, grandchildren, we're not spraying chickens no more, to say the least, but we're still able to hit the floor every morning, whether we want to or not, and able to enjoy God's creation in everything that we do. Right. And ain't nothing that I've done. But him, Lord. I just wonder if the Heavenly Father talked to my dad said, listen, talk to your son. You need to let him know. Don't get in over your head. Because the life that we made, there's, tomorrow's not promised in construction work. Our saying in the construction industry was simply this. Every day you go to work is a closer that you're working yourself out of a job. And that's what construction was. And most of the time it happened. Kathy and I lived by those words. We did without. We were fond members of chicken noodle soup back in those days, three for 89 cents. You can't even get a taste for 89 cents these days. And yeah, I know, Dean. You don't, and Dean don't even know what this little pocket is for on the side of your britches. Ronnie, I need you to pray for us, man, if you would. It's for a pocket watch. Don't got one. <laughs> Somebody does. The message is simply this. Remember, God's promise is always faithful. And if something goes wrong and our world has gone to heck in a hat basket, it's because our faith wavered just a little bit. And when it gets to the point it drags you down with it, your faith has wavered a lot. Every time you get a chance to go to the bank and deposit some faith, you better be doing some depositing because you're going to need all you can get one of these days. But I am so thankful as we all stand here today that we know without a shadow of doubt that God will provide for all of us. He'll make a way. Our prior request from, from little Remy, Luke, and other requests was made this morning. Listen, he's going to consider these things. Consider the lilies of the valleys. Consider it. Don't let your faith waver. Scott, last week when you asked prior for your 
X Buzz and Law. We had a pretty good idea she was going to pass away. Don't know when, but that day was going to come. We're promised that, church. You know, that's a one thing that we're promised. We're going to all, look around. We're all going to die one of these days. And the only way you're going to stay here is they stuff and mount you and people can look at you. For I don't know why. <laughs> that's our reward. That's our reward. Praise be unto God. That's our reward. Yeah.